Thanks for joining me on this journey to building authority online and sharing your message with a world who desperately needs to hear it. I'm your host, Valerie Morris, and I am excited to share today's interview with you. Today's podcast is brought to you by the book, We're All Ears. This is your guide to building influence, impact, and success online in a noisy world. This book is unique because I included experts' knowledge as well as things that I've learned along the way to help give you the tools you need to get your message out there. Without further ado, let's dig in. Well, thanks so much for joining me today. I've got Jemima Ashley here with me, and I am thrilled to death to have her share her insights and help us build our online footprint just a little bit bigger. So Jemima, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So I always um, like to give a little bit of context to my listeners because while I know you're amazing, um, they may not have known of you before. So I'd love if you could share just a little bit about, you know, how do people know you in the world? What do people know you for in the world? What's your area of expertise? So my area of expertise is um, I'm a positioning expert. So I work with people who are struggling to make cut through the noise and who want to become the experts in the field and the experts that they already are, make them findable, make them reachable and um, make the content that they're putting out far more interesting and more likely to attract their ideal client. That's great. So what types of people do you typically work with? So... Uh, this goes very strongly back to my why of being a business. So last year, the failure rates for entrepreneurship were about 95% in the first five years, right? So that's mm-hmm. significant. Here's the thing. Unfortunately, ladies, we are failing at twice the rate of dudes. So we are actually right. failing at a higher rate. Yeah, we're failing at 97%. And the really devastating part for, for us here is that we're also seeing women take more courses, doing more online things, more freebies, engaging with coaches, and we're still not changing this value rate. And a huge reason for that is because we have sort of a, a false idea of what entrepreneurship looks like. So we're often, you know, in the days of like Instagram and Facebook, this is all filtered content. Like we make it look so beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. The reality is right now we're on different time zones. It's very early in the morning for me. I've kind of, you know, haven't got my eye makeup correct. This is the reality of entrepreneurship. It's harder than it actually looks like it's going to be. And women, we're still doing 85% of the rest of the stuff in the household. We are doing still most of the childcare. We're still doing most of the household purchases, still 85%. And like across the board, 85% of childcare, house stuff, cleaning, you name it, we're doing it, right? Mm. Something's got to give. Takes a while for, for the bigger return and investment. This is why we're bowing out. I went, what can I do to shorten this amount of time? And that's what I'm really actively working towards is just like, let's level this playing field and then I'll deal with getting us below the dudes. Wow. So is it mainly women then that you work with? Predominantly I work with women um, or very woke dudes. So there are a lot of men who are really much in our corner. There are a lot of dudes who just aren't. And that's unfortunate. That's where we are. But again, us proving that we can do the work is really just what it's coming down to. So um, I predominantly work with female entrepreneurs um, who were, who are very good at what they do. Um, so they've usually been in business 18 months, maybe two years. They know what they're good at. They know their talents, but they also know their pitfalls and when they're not succeeding. Okay. And that's where that's I come great. in and kind of tidy all that up and be like, right, let's outsource. And because women, we've always done it all. Mm-hmm. The hard part with entrepreneurship is you can't do it all nor should you want to. Yeah. I hate bookkeeping. Why should I be spending my time on something I don't like doing? 
Yes, I got to that same point myself, and I finally said, "Enough is enough." I, I know it's not my strong suit, so I am going to off offset, off, not offshore it, but I'm going to offload that off my. Oh, suit. and it's nice, right? You get rid of it. You're like, "Wow, my day real freed up," and so suddenly your Wednesdays don't look so mediocre anymore. You're like, "I love this. This is amazing. This right. is why things like VAs and getting and getting coaches on board and this sort of stuff is really, really important." And getting in masterminds and doing these things because it's so amazing to then go and sort of share, you know, we know collectively so much, but there's almost this like distrust of other people in entrepreneurship, like success is finite. Like there's a certain amount of success that we can have. It's not, it's just simply not true. Just because you are successful doesn't mean I won't be. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. I, I, and it's interesting when you come across people, they get that, right? Like mm. it's just magic, right? I jumped to a, yeah, I jumped to a friend call the other day. I was like, how can I help? And they're like, look, we're not really looking at buying coaching. I'm like, no, no, no. I like, who do you need to be connected to? Like, what can I do to help you on your journey? I don't, I'm not trying to sell you anything. Like you guys are doing really well. Like, what do you need? Oh, we need an introduction. Like, oh, do you know anyone that happens to be in podcasting? Sure. Who do you want to speak to? This is the, this, when you have the mindset shift of we're not in competition with each other. And here's the thing for a long time. And I'm not sure about you will have some of your listeners here certainly nodding their head, hopefully, because I'm watching us do it too. But the really hard truth here is that we have been pitted against each other for a long time mm-hmm. and I'm done with that attitude. And look, it's, it's come internally and it's also come from like men saying like, oh, it, you know, if they, if they take a woman for the job, it'll be between you and Susie. Shut that down. Like that's just simply not true. You're not in competition with each other. You're in competition with everybody. But also we have it internally. We've actually really bought into this idea that we're in competition with each other and it's simply not true. Yeah. How do you think people can go about fostering that spirit of collaboration versus competition when it's just so ingrained in us? I think I think we are seeing a shift in it. I think in 2018 and I think it will continue in 2019 that we're going to see women really owning up to just this idea that just because someone's listening to your podcast doesn't mean they're not going to listen to mine. I think we're going to see, I think we're moving away from this idea of, and it is just, it's the patience thing. It's understanding that success is not finite Mm. because it seems to be, we think it's this bucket and just because you're getting successful doesn't mean I will or because a thousand people follow you on Instagram versus 2000 on yours, I'm more successful. These, These numbers mean nothing. We have to be looking at the impact we're making. I care about depth. I don't care if you've got 50 people that every day listen to your podcast, every day tuning into your content, every day doing something for you. If those people buy something from you, that is amazing. But also there's this, also this attitude of I've given you so much stuff. So you have to buy my thing now. I've been so helpful. Now you should buy my stuff. People don't owe you anything at the end of the day. And where it is really this mindset of just really bringing in gratitude for what we have And this art of comparison has to stop because again, how much we never really post our failures on Instagram. We never post the the unglamorous shot. My favorite things to post on like my Instagram stories. I don't want this to be like in the timeline. I don't want this to be fully (laughs) documentable forever, but I like the before and afters. I'm going to an awards night on the weekend. I can't wait to like rock in to my hair and makeup artist, sit down and be like, this is the face you dealt with before versus the after photo. They're always hilarious because it's like we, and those are the ones that'll be in my Instagram feed. I'm the first one to admit this. This is the glamour that we put onto entrepreneurship and, you know, oh, I did this amazing thing. If you've ever been to awards night, you know 
we all know they're terrible. You spend the entire night sitting at a table, you can't drink until your award's been called. So the reality is like, it, they look really glamorous. It's kind of shit though. <laughs> yeah, I think you're touching on something that, I don't know, I think about constantly is just what's the perception of what yeah. out there. And I don't know, I struggle with this a lot because I think as, as females, we almost have to work a little bit harder Oh, we do. It's not even a little bit harder. It's a lot harder. Yeah. So you, you, it's this tension, right? Like I shouldn't care so much about what I look like and what, you know, the shell looks like, Mm. but yet I know it matters in some situations. And so, I don't know, I personally struggle with that tension a lot. Um, and, and I feel like it's something that I'm constantly walking. Although I feel like there are different situations where like, I feel like in general, I'm very consistent about who I am. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a tough thing that we have to walk. I think it, and I think it comes down to, you're absolutely correct. Like it is such a, it's a hard line to walk and it's like, I've got to do this job and I have to make it look good and I have to still turn up and be authentic, but I still have to be super professional and I have to work, outwork my male colleagues. This is, it's just simply not fair. Like it's just cut and dry, yeah, totally. but, but yeah, totally crap. But here's the thing, and the hard thing here is that the women before us had it a lot harder. Mm-hmm. And the reason that we're doing what we're doing is for the women after us. Like, it's, we're, we're probably not going to see pay equality with the rate that we're doing it at the moment in our lifetime. Like, and saying that is, is ridiculous to me. Like, just saying that out loud is just is heartbreaking and all of these things. However, the plus side of this means that we kind of get to choose the reaction at this point. We are, I truly believe at the moment with the things that are happening in the, you know, around the world and we are, we are sitting the, the me too stuff that's happening and the yes, all women and all of these things and these campaigns that we've seen and with social media, we're seeing the, the third wave of feminism really hit quite hard at the moment. We're seeing people made accountable for things that just men weren't accountable before. Yeah. And, the number one thing that, you know, I'm speaking about at the moment with people is this idea of like, well, yeah, it's not fair. It's not. I get that. We can't change that unless we do the work. And basically it has come down to having less arguments with people about Mm -hmm. these kinds of things and just doing my job. So I know it sounds really, really simple. So let me just like dumb it down just even further. The more time I spend fighting with someone about why I've, I've got I'm of equal value to them in the entrepreneur community is less time I'm spending on my business, outworking them mm-hmm. and doing the work and building credibility that way because yeah. I'm a huge believer in, yep, great. I'm not going to, you know, never argue with an idiot, right? They're going to drag you down to their level, beat you with experience don't get engaged with these conversations. If someone's like, you know, it's the other thing, like I do a lot of comedy and stand up, and people are like, so explain to me, you know, I've like women aren't funny. Right. So explain to me why you think women are funny. No, I'm not going to justify my stuff to you. I'm not doing, I'm not doing this with you because the more, why would I have this conversation with you? I'm wasting my time when I could be out writing another joke or I could be just not engaging with this kind of negativity in my life. Yes. Yes, I, I 100% agree. 
Um, so I think honestly for women at the moment, you just got to start, you just got to do the work. Yep. We acknowledge the haters, but there's no sweeter revenge, you know, and I'm going to give you a real life story just to kind of give you the breadth of this. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I have a friend. Now this person's a friend. Let me be clear here. This person is a friend of mine. Okay. And I floated the idea of a podcast in front of him and I was like, Hey, so thinking about doing this podcast and he just sort of off the cuff kind of turned around. He's like, yeah, but who's going to want to listen to two women talk about business? This podcast would then go on to become Australia's number two uh, podcast in Australia. We broke a whole heap of records. We're kind of everywhere. We're in Marie Claire magazine and Cosmopolitan, you name it, we're in it, right? Wow. Over the next 18 months. Well, and here's the thing. He, I then watched him backpedal. Like, this guy's a friend. This isn't just a random person. Really. This wasn't meant to care about me. And he said to me, what I mean by that is, like, what's your point of difference? I'm like, no, you didn't. Yeah. The same thing he said. Like, let's go with your automatic response here. Um, and, you know, so if I'd listened to him, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Yeah. I wouldn't have had the success. I wouldn't have built my profile to the point where I was. So I think it's, it's just one of those things that we have to be really clear on just do the work. Yeah. I love how you said like, that's the sweetest revenge. Like it's really the sweetest response to something like this where, you know, people are questioning our ability. It's like, no, we're just going to go out and prove you wrong. Yeah. And I think, I think women in general, we are rising up and, and doing just that. So. Yeah. And I mean, it really is that simple thing of like, um, that, that saying of, um, when they tell you, you can't do something, do it twice and take photos. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Oh, great. So you, in general, you help people kind of get their, their expertise and let them shine, right? Get them yeah, absolutely. Out in the world, get people to think and, and really not just think, but know that like, this is, this is a thought leader here. So, oh yeah. And like, cause again, it's just acknowledging we are that thing because women, we play it down. Mm -hmm. every step single step of the way how good are you oh, i'm all right you what you do say this i'm the best <laughs> like we might have the same level of skill but we play it down and i know i'm making huge generalizations and i know that you'll have men listening to this who are like i would never do that i get that you are the exception right. not the rule <laughs> well and i don't think this i mean i didn't intend that this episode would go down a feminist route but i do think there are a lot of women out there who question day in and day out if they have what it takes and yeah. they they see how hard it is and they I mean it's really hard not to compare yourself to someone else's Instagram following or their Twitter following or you know how much mm. perceived success they are exuding online and yeah. so it's very hard and I, so I think it is an important message to put out there to the world and to the to the women listening um, is just so much of how we can do it um, so, but I want to know, like, cause you work with people day in and day out to help build authority online and just authority in their field. Mm. What are some of those top ways that you've seen people be successful at building that online authority? Yeah. So building online authority is, is not difficult in a sense of it's not, um, you don't really have to reinvent the wheel here. Um, what you have to do is be super consistent yeah. <laughs> every single day. You have to do something. So the first thing is you have to know your job and you have to know what you do and you have to know what you're good at. And you have to know what you're not good at. So as an example, I would never get up and um, we sort of, I made a joke about this earlier about before we started recording, but I would never make a joke about 
I've never stopped talking about Bitcoin. I don't have the expertise and the knowledge about this. I'm not going to do that to you. What I will talk about is statistics and authority and social media. I can talk for days about all of that. So know what you are good at talking about and know what you're not good at talking about. So the first thing is be, and be honest about it. Like if you are saying that you're the best Instagram person out there, is that true? Like just make sure that these things are factually correct. Cause if you are trying to sell a lie, you're going to get caught out quicker than anything else. So the next thing is social media. Social media is absolutely the bomb when it comes to spreading our authority, you know, authority message and really making sure that the expert you feel. Yeah. So um, the first thing is with social media is you have to know where you need to be playing. So it, are you targeting 16 year old young women you need to be on Snapchat and not LinkedIn as an example. So know what your target market is. So social media, you have to be playing in the, you know, playing in the sandpit where your other people are playing in their sandpit as well. The other thing is we're seeing a huge rise of video content. So at the moment, um, in the next five years, 80% of the content that we consume is going to be video content. You will see Facebook, even now they're putting blog posts are having embedded videos to get you to click on that link. Like it is, it is changing. We are seeing this huge rise in video and um, we're seeing podcasts being put into video format and being put onto YouTube. This is how it works now. The other things are, you know, the staples, but they're so true. Write an ebook, write an actual book, start a podcast. That was the game changer these days. Uh, speak from stage, do as many interviews as you can. <laughs> these things all build authority about but again if you don't have the crux of i know what i'm talking about that's where you're going to lose it that's where it all comes undone real quick and speaking yeah. from stage any opportunity you can get from speak from stage makes you an authority this all adds up to social proof this is what i'm doing and this is why social media is so important if you document your journey of like oh i'm writing my book i'm writing my ebook i'm doing a speaking engagement today i'm doing a podcast all of these things build up to you know what you're talking about that's, that's so great. And I love that you started off with the fact that consistency is yeah every day, every day you have to be posting. Together. I'm an expert. I don't care what it's at. like, if you knock out, um, so I do videos on, um, positioning yourself. So I can do a video of positioning yourself every day. That's a little boring. Let's talk about what are the fact, like, what are the subsections of that? Why is a podcast important? What interviews have I done lately? What speaking engagements have I done? Um, oh my goodness, did you see that I was in this article this morning? I had no idea. <laughs> what, because this is, this is people doing the social proof for you. It's amazing. That's so great. Well, and I, I just think, I mean, it goes back to something that I've, I've just said as far as success on my end is just showing up. You know, yeah. if you're consistent, over time, you're going to send that subconscious message to people that you are an expert in what you say you're an expert in. I mean, yeah. and, and if you sh continue to show up and provide quality content, they're going to believe it's true. Um, you know, there's not yeah. going to be any sort of kind of question there. If you have 365 days worth of content to talk about on a particular topic, odds are you're going to convince a few people that you know about that topic. It, you know, I really liken this to a numbers game, right? So if you and I were, and this is, and this is the thing that Again, going back to the kind of the feminist thing, it sucks for women because we have to work a little bit harder all the time. Mm -hmm. And we have other things over top of our heads all the time. Like, is dinner cooked? Are the kids fed? How's the house? Is it still standing? How much laundry do we have? <laughs> but 
it is, it is honestly, and this is what I say for people when people are like, I've been doing this for three months and I'm not getting anywhere. I'm like, this is a numbers game. How much work are you actually doing on this? And if I work 10 hours a day and you work five over 12 months, mm-hmm. what do you think I'd, uh, the, the difference in our businesses are going to be? There is a reason that I get up at 5.30 in the morning because no one messages me before eight. I get to put my <laughs> earphones in. I get to like, and like this for me, I count going for a run and doing yoga in the morning as work because if I don't do that, the rest of my day suffers straight up. The rest of my day suffers. These things like we have to, you know, we have to steal 15, 20, half an hour here and there. These 20 and 30 minute blocks are where your business is going to be won. You have to do the work and you have to be consistent in doing it. You can't, it, uh, like, you can't do four push-ups and be like, I have the best arms in the world now. Yeah. This is not how it goes. You have to do those push-ups every single day if you want to have Michelle Obama arms, right? right? This is how that goes. You, it's exactly the same in business. This is a numbers game. And people that try to tell you, oh, I've got the hack to make you a million dollars and yeah. the sweet secret to success of building a business really quickly, shut it down. It is work every step of the way. Yeah. Now, okay, real quick. So you're in Australia. We're over here in the United States filming this. Um, Is uh, is Fixer Upper and Joanna and Chip Gaines as popular over in Australia as it is in the United States? No. You know who they are? No. Oh, oh, wow. This is great. Oh, no. This is terrible. <laughs> no, 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 no. Someone for you to go explore. Um, so this, this last weekend, I had a sister trip with uh, my sister. And one of our friends that we visited told us we needed to read um, Chip and Joanna Gaines' book. And they are on um, a big cable channel. They've had five seasons of this home improvement type of show. And seriously, their brand, their personal brand has just blown up since they started it. Um, And in the book, they talk a lot about like their story leading up to having the show. Yeah. And at one point in the book, the husband, um, we listened to the audio version. So they were, you know, it was their voices, which was really kind of cool. But they were, he was talking about how when he was a kid, he was a really good baseball player. And his dad kind of taught him that it was a numbers game. They yeah. would go out in the front, front lawn and they would throw the baseball, you know, a hundred times, you know, for two hours, three hours, whatever. And he got to be one of the best baseball players in his town as a high school student. And he knew that it was a numbers game. So yeah. he was just talking about how he applied that to his house flipping business prior to the show and just talking about how it was a numbers game as far as like him going out and putting in the hard work. And being able to, you know, scrap it in enough money so he could buy the next house and keep the business moving. So I love that you kind of brought that, you know, brought that up because it literally was on my mind yesterday as we finished listening to this audiobook together. And um, it's just a good reminder because the, you know, you put in enough of the sweat equity and the time equity and it will pay off. Yeah. And I think this has been lost again. I think, you know, social media has done a disservice to people because it's like, it looks easy, right? Mm-hmm. I start a business. I get up at seven. I have my like high protein, low fat, low carbohydrate, no sugar breakfast. And then I do an interview and that's my day. 
mm, that's what it might look like. But it's more like, you know, tonight, I like I got up this morning, I was like, I know I've got a pretty quiet day today. And also my diaries, I sat down this morning and I was like, I've got seven things in my diary. When did I start equating this to being a quiet day? Like this is seven interviews or seven coaching sessions. Like it's a mix of things today for me. I have a, I have a couple of coaching sessions. I've got a ton of work to do and I've got a networking event tonight. So for me, my night's not going to finish till 11 PM. Like this is the numbers game. This is the, the, the getting up every day and doing the thing. If you want to be an overnight success, there is 10 years that have gone into the back end of that. Yes. Just straight up. And it is like, and that is, you might be able to do it in five, but one, you've put a hell of a lot of hours in there, but you've also met all the people that can open doors for you along the way, if that's the case. Mm. So what has worked best for you personally, not just like success wise um, for you building your online presence and your brand, um, but what have you enjoyed the most too? What's worked best for me, I'll start with the building your brand thing. Um, the podcast was the game changer for me. So I had a podcast for 18 months called The Business Experiment. And that was that was the game changer for me, right? Like I'm ex, I'm ex public service. So I worked um, in law enforcement for 10 years and really had a bit of a kind of trial and error footing into business. But I learned everything I could learn about business. And that for me was kind of like, what do you do with this information, right? Because I knew I had to be helpful. I knew I had to be of service to other people and I knew I had to put this somewhere. So I started a podcast series. <clears throat> Pardon me. So the podcast was really focused on what does it actually take to be a successful entrepreneur? And that wrapped up at the end of 2017. And that was a good decision for us to kind of like, it had done its duty of what it needed to do, but very quickly helped me build my brand. Mm. It was it, like, it was, it was crazy. And I'm not saying I will never minimize the amount of success and the, like how much I've been able to leverage off the back of that. But in the less than 12 months, I went from someone who was working in the public service to named one of the top 10 entrepreneurs in Australia. Like this is the level that you can do if you are consistent everyday posting every day doing this stuff. So the podcast was a big thing for me. The next thing has been, um, the next thing is networking. I cannot tell you how undervalued even networking is today. People are like, I don't have time. I've got this thing on blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't care what your excuses are going into a room and meeting other people. There are two things that are going to happen. One, Jim Marine is famously quoted for saying, you know, you're the sum of the five people. You find better people when you go and do networking events because they're going to that kind of thing. The second thing is that you meet people who are either doing something similar or who can help you. And when you come in with a non-transactional mindset, so in a sense of like, hi, hi, Valerie, do you want to buy my thing for me right now? Versus, hey, let's build a relationship. Mm -hmm. Let's have a chat about what we can talk about. You know, who do you know? Who can I introduce you to? Who can I help? How can I help you on your journey? Oh, you know, you have a podcast. That's really cool. My friend does a heap of podcasts. You should have a chat with her. And introducing people, you've become helpful. So your network, honestly, like this is my number one cash cry. Like this should be on my, like my, my gravestone, right? <laughs> your network will be your net worth. Mm. The more people, you know, it is a num like, again, a numbers game. You're going to know more people. You're going to build this, build this network and your credibility. And, you know, again, consistency, turn up, turn up, turn up, do these things. What I have enjoyed the most um, has been 
so many amazing opportunities have been presented to me. I've got to meet, like, I got to like hug Gary Vaynerchuk. I got to speak with Barack Obama's senior advisor, Valerie Jarrett on stage and, you know, human rights commissioner, um, Elizabeth Broderick and got to have these like amazing experiences. What has been the best thing for me though, is the moment where I get to hit like send on like the manuscript. Mm. Um, I woke up this morning with a message from a client who was like, I just, I started doing your advice. I'm getting up at 5.30. It's awesome. This is what I'm doing. I'm like dominating this, blah, blah, blah. Like this is just so great for me. Yeah. To see the success that other people are having and actually realizing that the things that I'm saying are changing people's lives. Like it's, it's so accurate um, and so um, beautiful to watch this happen. And to kind of, to, to see the influence that these things like, and to inspire other people and be like, you can actually do this. Less than three years ago, I worked in the public service and I hated my job. I was done. I was burnt out. I was all these things. And now I'm like, I'm loving my life. I love everything about it. So that's kind of been the big things for me. That's so great. I love hearing that about like how you used to, you know, hate, hate your job, hate your day, but now you're finding so much. Yeah. And, and I think when you get into this game a little bit, there is a bit of, you have to understand that there are um, there there are pitfalls and there are things that will go wrong and it won't always be beautiful. But at the end of the day, like it's it's the best thing. You this is not a dress rehearsal, and if you can get your head around that, that this is one time, this is it. And you you know, I'm so sick of people saying I hate my job and then not doing anything with those. So stay away from those people. They're really draining. <laughs> oh, great, awesome. Yeah, I I know like. You, you really have to choose who's going to be around you and yeah. they, they do make a big impact on you. So I used to work in a job where we called those t- types of people energy vampires. So Yeah, absolutely. And those people who, it doesn't matter what, what solution you bring to the table, they're going to bring another problem. It's a real thing. It is, it is hands down an absolute real thing. So be very careful where you're spending your time because those people are, exhausting and it's a little heartbreaking and it's a bit of all of that stuff. It's just, you have to be really clear on where you're like, if if people aren't adding to your life, they're they're detracting. If your attention, they're detracting from your time, they're detracting from your life. If they're not bringing you and energizing you, you need a better crew around you. And it's, (laughs) yeah, it's a real thing. Make that decision. And you can make those those choices as to who's in your in your crew. Yeah, and look, don't get me wrong. You don't have to look at your friend who you know. And certainly, I think if you speak to any successful entrepreneur, and I will certainly tell you this hands down, I have friends that I've had to minimize contact with. And it's not that I've cut them off or just been like, yeah, look, you, we aren't growing in the same direction right now, and that's okay for me. I'm all right with that. But it it means that instead of spending every Tuesday night with you, it means that I'm going to now be like, Hey, I'm available every fortnight. And then it'll cuddling can become monthly and it will just, you know, I'm not cutting these people out of my life, but I'm also cutting the amount of energy I'm going to be spending on them because I know success is a numbers game. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what are some of the biggest pitfalls that you've seen people make as they're trying to go out and build their online footprint? I mean, I know you talked a little bit about kind of the, the get rich quick kind of folks that I think they've got the, you know, the next big hack, um, have you seen any big pitfalls that people kind of fall for or buy into that they really, you know, if they heard you right now talking, they might not do, do that in the future. 
Yeah, there's a few. Um, we're seeing, we have seen a big rise in the last couple of years, particularly aimed at women, is, um, is the multi-level marketing stuff. Mm. and people are being sold this idea of you can make a million dollars doing this and you can do this. And so I want to give a real life example of um, that in Australia. So Avon, do you guys have Avon in the U S Avon? Yeah. Okay. So Avon actually closed its doors in Australia. Okay. Um, And they gave everyone three months notice. So the reason I talk about this and I want to just like bring people's awareness to Working for an MLM versus working for yourself is, I'm, I'm not saying don't, like I use MLM products. I like their products. I am not part of ML, any MLM, mm-hmm. but I think they are taught to do things a little sneaky, which I don't love. But also I think we have to be aware that if you work for an MLM, you're actually working for someone else's business. Yeah. So be very aware of that because you don't own the product. You don't own your own business. And when Avon went, I'm closing the doors. I know one of the top sellers and she's like, she lost everything mm. overnight. She lost like everything overnight. She can't operate a business here in Australia and she'll have to move internationally. She can't even get the products delivered to Australia. Mm. So this is like the degree of that. So it is a huge pitfall because people are sold this idea of like, oh, you'll get a car. You don't get the car. Just letting you know, I'm going to spoil this for you. If you're being promised the car, they're going to give you a payment to add towards the car still in your name and if you start not making the sales targets they will take you know they'll stop paying you and then you still have to pay for the car because it's in your name Mm -hmm. so there are a few of those things that you need to be very aware of because they are very shiny from the outside doesn't mean it's real the next thing that we see is like when people go out for themselves for the first time and start working for themselves is we get people who fail to be helpful to their audience. They just get on and tell their story. They're like, oh, I did this thing today and I did the thing and I'm so great and look at how amazing I am. Or they become super preachy. If your lives and your stuff, you need to be answering questions that your audience might actually have questions on. Um, the next thing is we see people give too much information away. It's <laughs> so like, okay, so this is how you run an Instagram account. And they then give you all of the content. This is generally new people that kind of like want to give you so much information. Like, oh, you should hire me. I can show you how to do it personally for you. I'm like, you just gave me all the information. Why would I need to hire you now? Right. So there's the fine line of like, you have to be helpful, but not give all the information away. Um, And the other thing is, if you're the best at what you do, you should never have to use the phrase, I am the best at X. It should be totally inferred and implied simply by your actions and what you're doing yeah if you're saying i'm the best i am i am the boss i am the boss like you have missed the mark and you're not actually the best at what you do so (laughs) you can be great and not have to advertise it yes and that goes back to just living it out you know yeah we were talking kind of on the feminist side of the conversation but just going out and proving people that this is what i do and living it out day. Yeah. Great. So, um, if you had any piece of advice to give to people who are out kind of thinking about building their online presence, building their online authority, or just really building authority in their own field, um, what piece of advice would you leave them today? You need to be an authority every day. So, um, this is just, so paramount if you are great at what you do you have to be releasing something every day that is helpful to your people that still builds your credibility and shows that you give a damn because there are 
There has never been such an amazing time in the world. If you want to do anything, like you want to open a school in Africa today, you can go and read 45 blogs, probably 45,000, honestly, like <laughs> of step by step. This is what you do. This is, then you do this, then you go and do this, and then you go and do this. We have never lived in a time that has been more information for free. You can go download 30 books on the issue. Like you can do this now. Um, so what you need to do is really outline why they should be working for you with you, but also giving them sort of some free information at the same time. So I liken this to a client I've got at the moment. I'm working with an acupuncturist clinic. And one of the things that we're doing is, um, it's spring here in Australia and we're seeing this huge rise in um, hay fever, which is huge here. Yeah, it's an, we're in the nationals capital, but we're also in the, uh, there's a lot of hay fever, like a lot of pollen around, right? And um, it's what we've done is created like this whole, every day he's releasing video about hay fever and it's stuff like just wash your hands before you eat. Basic stuff, like this is 101, but if you've got hay fever and you aren't doing that, this can actually change your life. Like how to use like hand sanitizer solution, how to release these ducks here. If they're really blocked up, he's sharing pressure points. But then he's also adding, if this isn't working, come and see us. Mm. He's giving you some free stuff. He's not giving you all the answers. I'm not going to show you exactly the 45 points and where to shove a needle into your face. What I am going to do is show you how to make it a little bit easier for yourself right now. Yeah. So well, it's every day. trust with that little piece of yeah. information. Yeah. And if people, the three rules of sales, if you're, if you guys aren't familiar with this is you have to know the person, you have to like them and you have to trust them. So, and what he's doing is he's getting from the camera. He's being known. He's being liked because he's made, being, he's being real about it. He's like, guys, wash your hands. I shouldn't have to say this, but here mm-hmm. we are, you know, and this, he's making jokes and he's becoming likable. And when he, when you go into his clinic, he's standing there ready to like talk to you. It's, it's the reason we do interviews, it's the reason we do videos, no like trust continually. And just like every day he's turning up with a blog, with a comment, with a something every day, it's this consistency thing. Wow. Awesome. Well, great. So I know you've got, uh, before we head off, I know you've got a couple of projects that you are working on right now. Um, mm. Tell our audience and our listeners about some of the stuff that you are working on right now. So I have a mastermind um, called um, The Positioned Tribe. So this is a mastermind that runs, we do weekly training. So one-on-one stuff like this. It's all me, again, to be in front of the camera, to be no like and trusted. I'll be the one that's doing most of the training. We'll also have some amazing uh, experts coming in. So I do that. um, So it's four trainings a month. It's usually six, if I'm honest. Like I usually sneak a few experts in as well. <laughs> so, um, and that that's happening. Um, yeah, that's starting on the first of October, 2018, and that will just be an indefinite project that I have running. And um, yeah, my book is coming out very soon. So it's called Position Me, um, and you can find that on my website. There's also a ton of free downloadables on there as well, including like top ten things you need to know about being positioned, um, social media calendars top 10 tips in business. So yeah, go over and download all of those guys and they'll certainly help change everything that you're doing right now. That's great. So where can people find you online? The easiest place is on my website, jemimaashley.com. And I'm on all, you know, the normal channels, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. I don't use Twitter. I have a Twitter account. If you find it, like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> I like, stopped using that five years ago and I'm, I can't remember my login. Oh, that's awesome. I'm so glad that you just admitted that too, that you don't remember your login. <laughs> I literally, I was like, okay, I'm just going to pretend it's dead. <laughs> like, I was just like, I never, have you had only, do you have a Twitter? No. 
don't even look for me there. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't even bother. Like I know everyone is frantically like, trying to find me now. Like, please don't. Cause it's just like, so it's like, Oh, oh as well as working for the go- like governments or stuff like, Oh, pen in my house today. All the stuff who would tell you not to do <laughs> <laughs> as, as your position building growing expert. Well, you're using it then as a, a, a classic case of what not to do. To oh yeah. Like this is social so proof hard. that I wasn't always cool and didn't know what the hell I was doing. <laughs> Well, great. Well, we'll pop all that information into the show notes as well. Um, but thank you so much for joining me and oh, thank you. Uh, just dropping all this wisdom uh, so that our listeners can position themselves a little bit better and to be able to increase their own authority. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's been awesome. And I love chatting to these guys in the States.